Warm leads are better than cold leads. And the easiest way to get warm leads is by having colleagues you know to recommend your freebie or event to their subscribers. This process transfers some of the trust you've gained. Rather, they've gained for you. There's a multiple ways to do this, including freebie swaps, affiliate promotions, giveaways, bundles, and summits. So stay tuned and learn more about the world of email partnerships. This episode of the Lead Machine Growth Show is brought to you by Lead Machine, the step-by-step tech-easy system for getting leads online. Are you struggling to get leads from your lead magnet? Are you tired of seeing low conversion rates and losing potential customers? It's time to revive your lead magnet and start attracting more leads. Download our free report, 10 Deadly Lead Magnet Mistakes That Are Costing You Leads, and learn how to create a high-converting lead magnet that engages your audience and drives conversions. Don't let common mistakes hold you back any longer. Revive your lead magnet today and download your free report at www.getleadmachine.com forward slash deadly. Welcome to the Lead Machine Growth Show, where you will discover how to tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream. Paul Guyen, the mastermind behind the Lead Machine, introduces you to trailblazers who inspire you to implement life-changing solutions and systems you can model to nurture your leads and get your offers seen by your ideal clients who will invest in themselves and you. Be sure you visit our website at www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, tune in and get ready to transform your vision into reality. Welcome to the Lead Machine Growth Show. I'm Paul Guyon, your host, the Lead Machine Coach and founder of the Lead Machine Mastermind Group. I'm dedicated to helping you tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream. Whether you're just starting out or taking your business to the next level, let's get this conversation started and turn your dreams into reality. Our special guest today is Ellen Finkelstein. She teaches online entrepreneurs how to get their knowledge out to the world including how they can maximize their income with email marketing, which is one of my favorite topics. During her 20-plus years online, Ellen has successfully created and sold dozens of online products and courses. She uses her experience to help others turn their knowledge into online products so they can transform others. Ellen has become well-known for her contrarian and, yes, wildly successful email newsletter formula, which she uses to partner with other entrepreneurs Uh, online, rank highly on affiliate leaderboards, and gain clients for her coaching and training products. So let's give a big lead machine welcome to Ellen Finkelstein. Ellen, thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for that great introduction. (laughs) Yes, couldn't have written it yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So entrepreneurs, coaches, solo entrepreneurs, they often say that they're having trouble getting leads, which is, yeah, everyone wants to get leads. It's the lifeblood to their, to their business. Uh, And they're, they're doing a number of things like posting on social media, paid ads, uh, trying to get referrals from past customers and, you know, which is a great way to do it. But what are some of the solutions that you suggest to solve this lead starving problem? Thank you. I want to start by talking about the word leads. And the reason I do that 
is because I have a lot of people on my list who are not basically business people. They're knowledge people. They're experts people. And when you talk about leads, they don't even know what that means because it's a business term. But they know mm -hmm. what potential clients and customers means. They know what subscribers mean. So those are the terms that I use when you know we're talking about leads. I just want everyone here who's listening to understand that we're talking about potential clients, potential customers, potential subscribers, people who can help you build your business. So I want to really make that clear when we talk about it. So I do find that a lot of those people, those experts, they're already on social media, so they figure that's the best way to promote their business. And they try, and they uh, hopefully do get referrals from past clients and so on like that. But they often find that, number one, it's not enough. But number two, it's awfully time-consuming and kind of draining. Uh, for example, if you're trying to get, uh, um, you know, um, leads from other I'm sorry, I'm kind of losing my train of thought here. If you're trying to um, get referrals from pre previous customers, you might be calling up your customers and asking them, do you know anybody who you know could get value of it? And so there's this phone calling going on and there's you know sort of almost like begging <laughs> going <laughs> on uh, sometimes. And, and then again, social media, we all know you can go down the rabbit hole with social media. Oh, and yeah. very often it just is in really... You just don't get great results from it. And if you pay money for it, you know, if you're putting up ads, as you mentioned, it can get very expensive, again, without getting really great results. Um, yeah. One of the things I say about ads is that you shouldn't put up ads until you have a an offer that converts really well. So not, you know, do the ad first. First, you make sure it, it works and that there's an upsell that converts and then the ads can kind of pay for themselves but so many people do it the other way around yeah. and doing a good ad involves, um, at least in my personal experience, going over lots and lots and lots of numbers that Facebook, for example, gives you. And they're confusing and they're overwhelming. And then you need to evaluate them and make changes and split test everything. And it's just really overwhelming, especially for people who aren't technical. So to me, it makes a lot more sense to work with people you know, not so much your direct competitors, but other people who serve your same market and collaborate with them. And not only is this more effective, but it's a lot more fun because <laughs> you're because you're 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 helping each other. It's like two people getting together and helping each other. And it's just so it's just so heartwarming and, and it's such a nice way to do it. Now there are sort of not such nice ways of of collaborating with people, you know, so there's some affiliate marketing that's really kind of hard and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But my experience is that it's a partnership and that I, I gain friends this way. I gain people who are willing to help me. I'm willing to help them. And so it's, it's kind of like a very light, easy way to do it. And as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, when somebody, you were talking about freebie swaps, when somebody promotes your freebie, for example, it's like, it becomes warm leads. That recommendation is really important because people trust that person. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on their list and they wouldn't have clicked through. And they also wouldn't have clicked through unless what you're offering is of interest to them. So you get people who not only have, you know, have trust, but they want what you have to offer. And that is just so different from kind of spraying your stuff out on social media to who knows who. Uh, so it's, 
you're much more likely to get people to pick up your your freebie that way. And then hopefully you have some kind of way of nurturing them and upselling them to something you know where where they will pay. And of course, that's part of building a business. Yeah. So I actually I do a lot of affiliate marketing, but my approach to it is I'm only going to. Yes, I'd like the commissions, but I'm only really going to promote you if you'll promote me. It's really for the partnership. Yeah. And I'll tell you a story. Um, I'm not, I think I can name names. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in a, a mastermind and and um, there's this entrepreneur there. His name is, his name is Danny Innie. And mm, yeah. do you know him? Oh, yeah. yeah, I know so, of him. Yeah. So he runs an eight-figure business. He's very successful. I think he has 100 employees. And he teaches people how to create online courses. And so his target market is very similar to mine. They're people who are experts. You know, he doesn't he doesn't want people who, well, like, what should I write a course about? No, they should know what they, <laughs> they want to write a course about. They have this expertise. Yeah. And he's very good at what he does. And his list maybe at the time was, I would say, five times the size of mine. And so he called me up because I had joined this mastermind group and that's what he does. He, as people come on, he's, you know, would you promote my, my launch? He does a launch once or twice a year. It's usually a pretty big launch. He has lots and lots of people promoting him because he's good at selling. And so you, it's easy to get commissions from, from some people want to want to promote him. So we talked a little bit and his, his whole tone of it was, so I said, well, I can, give you opt-ins but i don't know if they'll buy and he said don't you worry about that it's my job to get them to buy your job is just to get them to opt in and he was just so um easy about it and so i just really wanted him to promote me because you know he had a, a really big list and i went all out for him and when i go all out for somebody you mentioned before we started that i have this other business around powerpoint but those powerpoint users um, also, some of them t teach courses or give online courses. A lot of them are trainers, corporate trainers. And then yeah. I have a, a LinkedIn group um, a, for training managers. Again, it's corporate. And then and, and that one is huge. And then I have another one around PowerPoint. Some of them do courses as well. So I like promoted all everywhere I could promote, I could promote. <laughs> and I ended up uh, getting him over 900 opt-ins, which is like my all-time record. I've never done that before. Wow. And uh, being number two on his, on his, um, even at that only number two. But the point was that <laughs> now he will promote me all the time. You know, he just, he, he, we're a partner. We're like equal, even though I don't make eight figures <laughs> and I, you know, and, and my list still isn't as big as, as he his is. He knows that I can bring him customers for his courses and so he's willing to promote me back and so that is has been so powerful for my business he actually runs a like a stable of businesses it's not only miracy which is the name of his company that teaches people how to create online courses but he he owns these other businesses somebody who does storytelling somebody who does, does something around coaching and some you know he's just kind of bought these other businesses successful businesses and and they're all together and so if he can't give me back from just his list what i've given him he asks those other people to promote me also and mm. it's just it's like amazing i always have people promoting me and it's it it's an amazing thing to have for your for your business to not be scrounging around for people to you know to promote you so i, I just and and the thing is is that 
he knows me and I know him and all these people. We become good friends online. Many of these people I've never met. And occasionally I, I did meet somebody that I promoted uh, last um, February at, the, at, a, at an actual conference. I actually met somebody <laughs> in person, but usually <laughs> I don't. We just we do Zoom meetings and we we just get to know each other and we support each other. It's wonderful. It's just such an uplifting, happy way to run a successful business. Yeah, and what's interesting, what you just said about that, we we mentioned referrals uh, earlier, and th that's what this is. This is the ultimate referral, but it's not a one-on-one -on -one referral. It's it's a many-to-many -many referral, and so that uh, yes. I kind of botched it in the beginning, but but they the trust that they have with their list gets transferred to you, and it's just like a referral that's one-on-one -on -one that you might get on an everyday business gets. You know, if they said, oh, I recommend Paul, he he can help you do this, or I recommend Ellen, she's great at this, she helped me do this. And and they go, Yeah. And what that does is that that uh it sometimes can eliminate any price problem, or you know, you don't have to take it from the beginning. Like you said, it's a warm lead, and uh you can you can get down to it, to the to the um what's in it for me kind of thing. Um uh, and so it breaks down a lot of barriers by it by does, doing it that. does. And I will say something about that. A one-to-one -one referral could sometimes be for a high ticket item. So yeah. somebody, you know, you might have high ticket coaching and somebody might refer you, know, you a client. So this type of referral isn't usually directly for a high ticket item. So um, for example, when I promote Danny for his launch, he starts off with a, an ebook and then he has a workshop and all of those things are free before he's selling his course. And so it's so easy for me to promote something free to my people and i'm willing to because i know the quality of what he does i'm willing to promote it i think it's totally relevant to my audience he's some actually something of a competitor of mine um and and so yes absolutely so it becomes it, it's a different level than one-on-one -on -one referrals but if you have a means to go from free to paid whether it's during through your launch which might be like a free ebook and then a workshop or a webinar and then you you know make an offer for your course or it could just be a freebie swap and then you know in your autoresponders and I have like a three point system of how you up upsell after a freebie and I'll tell you about that in a minute uh, and so you know it could just be that it could be an evergreen thing that they can promote you at any time whatever it is it starts people off at that level uh, it also the thing that's so special about it. I'm a big fan of email marketing, as you know. Yeah. And so, not everybody who uh, who hears about you is going to buy your high level thing right away. And so, right. this is an, another misleading thing that that happens is like coaches will try to sell their coaching on Facebook, but it's really really hard to sell anything high you know high ticket on Facebook. So. You need a, a funnel, we call it. A funnel is just a series of, of offers that one comes after the other. So start with something free and then maybe something low price and then something high price. That, some, that would be a funnel. And so you just, it becomes very easy to, to bring people in to your email list. And then, so let's say Danny promotes me for something of mine, but they don't all buy but they're on my list. Right. And so they're going to hear from me, you know, for years or something at some point they might buy. And so the thing about email that's so special is this ability to have a long-term relationship with people over time and even further develop that trust and, and show people what your expertise is until they become customers. I, I think that's something very unique about email. Yeah. And, you know, I, you were a referral from, from Michael Whitehouse 
And uh-huh. he said, oh, she helped me with my newsletter. I went, okay, I, I, this is really a weird newsletter. Gosh. It yeah, is. I, th- I started, so I started following you uh, three months, three or four months ago. And, um, and then, you know, you and I talked, got to know, I got on your list, but, you know, downloaded some of your stuff and it started, gosh, she, she's really good. She emails every day. Wow. I this do. is really, this is really cool what she's doing. And, um, and then you actually, you, you, like you said, you're, you're building a relationship with people. You're asking me and you know, a thousand other people to, uh, to give you some 10, feedback, 000, but okay. <laughs> 10,000. Yeah. 10,000 other people, uh, for, for feedback on, do you like this new email style or not? And, uh, right, that and that was, was the really, last two days. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The last two days. And, um, and I, I downloaded the, I looked at the, uh, the Google doc and, and said, wow, and gave you some feedback. And then yeah, you, yeah. you actually responded to me. I did. I did. And so, so, so I, let me tell that story because people aren't going to understand what it is. Yeah. So I'm running, uh, with a colleague of mine, Connie Reagan Green, we're running uh, a summit. It's called advanced email marketing conference. It's running over several weeks, you know, every Monday for seven weeks. And we had somebody speak uh, last Monday, and he's an email marketing expert. And both Connie and I run sent out emails that have multiple offers in them. Multiple uh, and multiple offers means multiple links for people to click. Yeah. And he said what most email marketers say: the traditional thing is you should only have one call to action in an email. And right. he said so. If you he suggested not putting the whole email in the email, just kind of having one link in there that says, go here to get the rest of it. And his reasoning was that my click rate would go up, which it did, because you couldn't get anything out of it unless you click. So everybody who wanted to read my stuff had a click. Yeah. So it didn't go up to like, you know, very high, but it went up a little bit. Uh, but people hated it. They just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got more and I asked people, you know, that was the the thing of the email. In fact, my first email was like a, a real clickbaity type of subject. Please don't hate me for this. Yeah, you know, that was my subject line. And uh, and so oh, and I did it for two days. Uh, the second day was a more traditional subject line. And the second day I included my table of contents in there. So at least they could see what there was to click about. Um, but people didn't like it. They really liked having it all in one place. Uh, I think nobody actually said it this way, but it was almost like they felt like they were like being forced to like tricked into clicking because I wasn't giving them anything and they just wanted it right there. I don't want to have to just go somewhere else. I just want it right there. And so it was such an interesting experiment. I thought it was a really successful experiment, even though people hated it, because first of all, I got (laughs) a lot of feedback. And second of all, it validated what I'm what I'm doing. And I do get good results from my newsletter, even though I'm not supposed to because the traditional email marketers say that you should only have one one call to action in in an email and so the secret behind what i do is that i because i'm emailing every day and i'm having multiple offers every day when i want to promote somebody i can promote that person let's say every day for a week like when I promoted Danny, he had a three-week launch. I promoted him for 21 days in a row, but only along with other people. Now I do at the very end when it's like it's closing, I'll I'll send out a second email with just that one, like a courtesy reminder, this is going away. And and that does well. It's not that it's not that I disagree that having one call to action is uh, you know, is a good thing for getting clicks. It's just that it severely limits the number of people you can promote, the number of partnerships that you have. So I ah. think it kind of limits 
your your business. So do, do you put when you when you have the multiple offers in the email? Do you put Danny at the top? Do you tell a story about Danny, and then he's the first offer in the list? Is that how that works? So not always, not necessarily. I, I mean, uh, I I do try to be strategic about what I put at the top. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna, and I start you start with the story as you mentioned, and I yeah. I try to be strategic about what that story is about. So if I'm leading it to something that's important for me then I will put it at the top. And and the first time I promoted Danny, he was very important to me because I wanted to get to the level where he would promote me back. And yeah. so, yes, I would put him there. And sometimes I'll do something like, you know, I might not put the person first right away, but as it gets closer and closer to the deadline, it's like, I'll move it up or, you know, something like that. Uh, you know, you, you try to get the best results that you can. But when I first started doing this, I thought, this is crazy. I'm just selling, 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 selling. And then people started saying to me, my subscribers, thank you for curating all these resources for us. Right. And and Michael Whitehouse has the same experience. He he, he that's how he, he he words it as well. It's like they really appreciate all the offers. And I've can't come to discover that people, first of all, I don't give, I don't do it in a very salesy way. So if I'm yeah. using swipe copy from another person, I'm toning it down very often. I'm, you know, getting rid of all the old caps and the bold and the exclamation, you know, three exclamation points. I don't like that. And I add my own advice. I'm teaching as I'm selling. And so people feel like they learn from it. They get value from just reading it. Uh, occasionally I'll say to something, somebody you know, in my email, I want you to click this link, even if you're not interested in buying, because the sales page, you'll learn a lot from the sales page. You know, it's, yeah. it has valuable information in it. And I try to do that in my emails. Yeah. And your and your audience is our creators. And yes, and they are looking for an edge. They're looking for what's if you're smart, you're going to stand on the shoulders of giants. You're going to you're going to replicate success. You know, that's that's a, a success principle that, you know, has been being taught for many years. And so you want to emulate what other people do, but you want to make it your own too. And, right. and I think that's what you're doing. Um, Before we go back, on, I made yeah. a promise that I was going to say something and I don't want us to forget it. I talked hmm. about a three-prong approach to upsells. Can I ah, yes. talk about that now? You bet. <laughs> I don't want it to, you know, have promised it and not go away. So you have a freebie and you want to upsell to something, some other product or course or service or whatever it is. So there are three places that you can do that. One is at the in the freebie itself, like at the end of the freebie, or if you don't think they'll get to the end, you know, you can put it several places in it, but there should be a link to your upsell in your freebie itself. Right. Then when people get the freebie, they should get a series of autoresponders. And so there should be an upsell in the autoresponders. And then finally, um, what is the third one? I can't even think about it. I don't even know. I forgot in your freebie, in your, oh yes, on your thank you page. Oh, so yeah. when people sign up, I strongly recommend having a thank you page. Now the default in some email service providers is just to pop up like a thanks for subscribing thing, yeah. which I don't think does very well. So no. I should go to a thank you page and tell people thank you and tell people to expect an email and, you know, to look and spam and all this kind of stuff. And while you're waiting, here's the offer. So thank you page in the, in the freebie itself, and in the autoresponses. Right. Thank you. And that's and that's exactly what you're doing. Uh, I opted into today's gift, and I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. And what one 
we're going to dive a little deeper because what she did was on the thank you page, she told me what to expect. And then in the thank you email, she, uh, she gave me what I asked for. And then she told me what to expect further. I think she might've done both on the same page on the thank you page and in the email, but then she, she, so what she's doing is she's increasing engagement. So not only is she, she having you download something after you've, you know, opted into her list. Now she's teaching you to open her emails and she's giving it in multiple ways. She's, she's doing a video and she's doing an email and she's giving you more resources. So it's really, really wise. It's, it's, I just, I learned so much just from that in the last couple of days, oh, preparing well, for you. this call, uh, looking at that. So three prongs, the freebie inside and at the, uh, at the end, because you have that both. And then in the autoresponders, make sure that you include the upsell. Right. And I think you should, in your autoresponders, you should teach the people to um, set some expectations, uh, teach them to consume what you've given them. Oh, yes, absolutely. By, by teaching. And then, of course, on the thank you page. So that was right. a three-pronger. So yep. awesome. So getting back to, um, I'm very uh, interested in the email partnerships, the strategic oh. partners. And affiliate marketing, we're not going to go too deep into that, but that that's a valuable resource to add value to, to the people that you serve. But how do we find partners that will promote you, especially when you're just starting out, you've got no credibility, you've got, you know, you're, you're building it, you're, you've got a base, you may have a few customers, and you're just starting out, but you know, gosh, I could do the social media thing. I could pay for ads. I could, uh, I could uh, no, I don't want to buy a list. I've heard that. That's not a good idea. <laughs> no, it's not you know, a good idea. And I know it's not a good idea. Uh, <laughs> I've been teaching that for 20 years. You know, people, <laughs> people want, I got this list from the convention. Uh, so how do we, how do we find them? How do we, how do we convince them? I, I think I know some of the answers, but how do we know that they're a good fit also? Yeah. So the first thing I do have a, an, a way of approaching people uh, and in fact, uh, you're doing it right now, the fifth part of it. But basically, if you see somebody that you think might make a good partner, that you know, you just happen to notice them wherever it might be, and I'll talk about some specific places in a minute, um, you, you want to sign up for their freebie and yeah. get it and see what their autoresponders are first. And, and that's really the first step because you want to make sure that this is something that you want a person and a freebie that you want to promote. So, you know, you evaluate yeah. that in that way. Um, and the person won't notice you that way. So that's just kind of for your own vetting. But then you want to follow the person on social media. Again, they might or might not notice. And, and if the person has a blog, I strongly recommend commenting on their blog because uh -huh. bloggers love getting comments and they yeah. will probably notice you that way. And then the fourth step is to respond to their email. So you mentioned, you know, in my autoresponders, I ask people to reply. It's a, a good email deliverability technique, but it also increases engagement. And people, I ask them to tell me what they're working on and it could turn into a sales conversation. You never know. So it has lots of good reasons for doing for doing that and so you want people to um you, you want to engage people like that so if you respond to their emails this person that you're trying to you know get them to notice who you are uh, they will notice you they you know certainly if if the person invites you to respond then respond but even if they don't it's really nice to just say oh you know i really like this email because of such and such and such and such and such that kind of thing yeah so the last step is to 
in, interview the person, which is what you're doing right now. Oh uh, yeah. And you can I have something that I call an unpodcast. It's just on my blog. I I do Zoom Zoom meetings like this and I you know record it and I put it on my blog. It's really really simple. But you get to know the person and the per and then you promote the person and so you've taken the first step to promote that person. And that's one of the big tenets of of getting a partner, especially if you're just starting out, is to, you know, promote the other person first. And so you can do that with an interview. Uh, and, and then you might just say something like, I really love your freebie. You know, I download it. I like it. Can I promote it? And, yeah. uh, you know, and if the person just says yes, you might just do it. But ideally, you want to get in a Zoom meeting with the person. You, you want to meet with the person uh, with the understanding that let's talk about promoting each other. So that's, you know, one way of doing that. Um, another thing is to organize a giveaway or a summit. And I would start with the giveaway because organizing a summit, I think, is more work. Um, and organizing a giveaway is work, but the technology of it is really just like your freebie. So it's like an opt-in page and a thank you page and a delivery page. And instead of having one thing on the delivery page, your freebie, you have multiple things on the delivery page. And yeah. so... I kind of argue with people who feel like they have to like hire somebody, all of this kind of stuff. I just think the technology of giveaways is, is pretty easy. The difficulty is just herding cats, which you're going to have to do anyway, you know, find people. But the reason it works is because you're offering other people an opportunity to build their list and they don't care how big your list is. So you can have no list, ah. but if you, if you bring people in who have whatever size lists, um, they care about each other's list size because they're the ones who are promoting it. And so it is a good way to jumpstart a list. Uh, yeah, and, and I know a, I know a guy too. Yeah. It's, not the, it's not the same guy, but I know another guy that we're organizing something like this. Yeah, okay, so, good. So yeah, that's a right, great idea. Right, right, right. Now, in terms yeah. of finding these people, giveaways is a great place to find them. So if you hear about a giveaway... And and you just sign up for it. You get to see all of the gifts. Those are people who want to promote themselves, and so they are very good candidates for partnering with you. So you can mm. you can sign up for their gifts, not so much because you really really want their gifts, but to see if they're worth being a partner. And then you can approach them and say, you, you know, I saw you on this giveaway, and uh, could we could we promote each other? This is what I have. Could we meet and see if we could promote each other? And most of those people will say yes because they are actively trying to promote each other. So besides giveaways uh, and bundles, which is just like a giveaway, but it costs something, um, then summits is another place. Again, these people are out there speaking. They're trying to promote themselves, and and it's a good person. You know, those are good people to to meet. Then there are network, there are a lot of online networking meetings just for this purpose. So you can, you know, look around for those as well. Okay. And you said this a little bit this uh, earlier and Tom Poland just had a, um, I know you know him. He just okay. had a, uh, a, a webinar on his, his uh, OPN, other people's networks. Yep. And he was talking about how to quantify, qualify, and, you know, looking at their similar offer, their list size and things to, he, he goes, he's real scientific about how he how actually he has it. some software that vets people. Yeah. 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 And, but you want to make sure that, that uh, the audience of the person you're approaching is similar to yours and they're, they're, of course yes, they're not a competitor. Right. And and yeah. you'll find that out by signing up for their freebie. And you're just going to right. see, you know, you just think, 
would this be useful for my list? You know, and if it is, then it, it's probably a, a good match. Yeah. Right. And so, so someone starting out can do a few of those things to get the, the giveaway. And this, we're in the giveaway season right now. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, and, and we're in the summit season. So that'd be a great, great way to go and get started and start approaching people. And what, so what do you say? Just have a casual conversation like we've, we're having and, and uh, I mean, talk I, I about have a promoting. course on partnering and I have in there, I have like a, a template for a meeting, but, but basically you, Start out by saying, I saw what you have, and I think it would be a good fit for my list. Um, this is what I have. And you might just give them the PDF. You don't, don't have to make them sign up for it. Uh, and, you know, if you feel this would be a good fit, you, and you talk about what you do and who you serve and how you serve and so on like that. And and you, this is, can be a little embarrassing, but I think it's worth it to say how my list is this size and how what's your list size because <laughs> if you're, you're you're if your list is 100 people and there's is a thousand people so it's going to it's not going to be an even match for a freebie swap okay yeah. so you can say something like i'm willing to continue to promote you this is what i would say you know if it was an evergreen type of thing especially i'm willing to continue to promote you until i get you 100 clicks now my list is 100 people so i'm going to have to not only promote it several times but go on to social media you know i'm have, i'm going to have to uh, do a lot to get that person 100 clicks and then do you think you could you know you would you be willing to try to get me 100 clicks you know something like that that's something that it's a way of you know if you're you're willing to hustle a little more than the other person you can match that it's not just list size you know and and we also know it's engagement you know and so on like that there are people with small lists who who can do really well um with getting clicks so i i think getting and, and you also can't control the conversion so the people go to that opt-in right. form and not everybody signs up so you can't control that either the only thing you can control is is clicks and you can keep on working i i use a, a click track or a redirect when i do it so i you know if i want to have a goal i'm going to get that person at least 200 clicks that's usually what i want to get for people then i i watch it and i don't stop promoting it until i've, I've done that ah okay and i wish people would do that for me too yeah <laughs> and what I'm a techie, so what was the tool that you use for that clicks? Oh, it's called Simple Click Tracker. Okay. And uh, it's put out by NAMS. That used to be run by uh, David Perdue, and now oh, his I know, daughter. I know David. Jen. Yeah, so it's it's part of that suite it's called Simple Click Tracker. And I like it a lot. It, I've been using it for years. Uh, it just puts all of my – because every single – almost every single link in my emails, and I have a lot of them – is a simple click tracker link. So yeah. it, it counts them for me. And so I have like a dashboard all in one place of how well I'm doing for people. Um, yeah. Is that a, a WordPress plugin? Yes, it is. Yeah. Right. Okay. I use pretty links. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. very similar to pretty links. I yeah. pretty links used to have a free version, but apparently they don't anymore. At least this is what I've been told. Yeah. I I'm, I'm using it and I just advise someone to use it and I installed it on one of my clients sites just, this week and you just download it from the the plugin okay, store so if they have a free version then oh, absolutely yeah. use it but free is good <laughs> uh okay and so getting leads from strategic partners warm leads uh what about getting leads 
a lot of people are saying, well, I don't need an email list because I got this huge following. And I know you've been asked this before. So why is it so important to have your own, your email list versus your big following on social media, on which social everyone media. seems to be, be focused on? So first of all, you can lose your, your account on Facebook and, and there's just been a spate of them. And unfortunately it doesn't, Facebook doesn't, um, you know, you can't talk to a person at Facebook. And so there right. are people who usually what happens is your account is hacked in some way. So definitely set up two factor verification. Yeah. Uh, but you, usually what happens is your account is hacked and then the hackers do stuff that's not in accord with Facebook's rules. And then they close down your account. I know several people who that has happened to uh, and, and just they just never got it back. And so that's one thing. You uh, don't own that account. Now, I will say, warn you, that your email list, you own it, but you should be backing it up and downloading it and putting it somewhere in the cloud yeah. safe. You know, I used to do it once a month, and I just recently realized that's ridiculous. It changes all the time. I should be, you know, I'm, I'm backing up my my website every day. It's, it's automated. I don't have to do anything with it. And with the, the email list, I have to, you know, has to be, uh, take an action, but now it's every week because I, it it would be devastating. But this way, whether uh, you know they they threw me out because I you know whatever I was doing, or because if the company went down or whatever it is, I would have that list and I could just put it somewhere else. And so it's it's yeah. a, a business asset that you that's just so valuable. And I'm not saying that you know there are people who do well on social media, but to do well on social media, you have to be there all the time, you know, several times a day. I just don't want to spend my time that way. For me, I, I, I'm i a writer, because you kind of see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a writer and I'm a speaker. You know, I, I want to teach people. I, I want a little bit more of a long form type of, of uh, interaction and communication with people rather than just, you know, a heading and a few lines of text and a picture. Um, so it's not that that doesn't work. You know, we're kind of used to that nowadays. Uh, and also, you know, videos and so on like that. But it's, it's more work from my point of view and more shallow from my point of view. So it can work. And you kind of need a certain personality. You need a really outgoing, bubbly kind of personality. And you need a VA to, like, be posting for you. Like, I have a Facebook group. And I have a, a VA who posts there, like, three or four times a day. Uh, and she takes stuff from my email. You know, so it's pretty automated and so on like that. Um, yeah. And it works. But I wouldn't want to do that myself. That's for sure. Yeah. And people that I've been, you know, following and looking for you know, lead generation tips and whatnot. Uh, Alina Vincent is one of them. And, yeah, she's, uh, she's like an expert at Facebook groups. Yes. Yeah. She's that she's a Facebook expert uh, group. Mm -hmm. uh, and, um, you know, I, I owe a lot to her for from some of her training. Uh, but she does teach when she runs a challenge in order to in order to get in the challenge, you've got to be a member of the group. And you've got to, in order to get the lessons, you've got to be on her email list. So right. she she knows the value of the email list and she oh, builds that in. But the engagement is is on the, um, there's engagement both in the email and in the Facebook group. Yeah, every day you get an email and it drives you to the Facebook group because that is, she does challenges. That's her big thing. And yeah. and um, and so to actually fulfill that lesson, you have to post in, in the Facebook group in the right, right day and so on like that. Now, she's very good at what she does with that. Yeah. Um, to me, it's just crazy hectic, but yeah, she, she's very successful with it. It's definitely right. something then, that you can do. 
And then again, you know, when when the platform that you're doing this on changes their mind on how they want to allow you to use their platform, then if that's the only strategy you're relying on, you've got to you've got to make, you know, it could it could crush your business overnight. Yeah. And Alina, really you know, is smart enough that if that happened to her, she would be able to turn on a dime oh, and yeah. use her email list and she would find another platform and she'd be up and running the next day. She oh yeah. <laughs> and there are there are many platforms out there. Uh so we're kind of getting down to the end here. Uh, what are some techniques to uh, turning those subscribers into clients, customers and clients? What are some of those techniques? Well, besides that initial upsell that I talked to you, like that three-pronged method of, of it, it's mostly just being there consistently. So I'm there every day. I don't say that everybody has to email every day, but whatever it is, it should be consistent. You know, once a yeah. week, twice a week. And your voice and your expertise and your knowledge needs to kind of flow out of those emails flow into the emails and then out <laughs> out to the to, to your subscribers uh, yeah. regularly and you just need to be showing your expertise and that you care about them uh, and that you're teaching them and so and then you need to make offers periodically make offers you know today i made an offer for my my coaching and my mastermind so we'll see you know i don't know how many people will sign up from that uh, and i do it periodically but it's all based on the fact that they've been learning from me and they've gone to trust me over a period of time and as i said before email is just unique about that long term relationship uh building right and I'm wondering, what are some of the, the um, a lot of people say email, they've been saying email is dead for a long time. They've been saying social media is dead for a long time. So what are some of those email marketing myths that you can, that you, that you bust because of your experience? So one of the myths is that you have to have one call to action in an email. Yeah. Um, I, there has been some research showing that people like what's called agency. They like choice. Uh, they don't, you know, as a as a subscriber, if all you get is a one call to action email every single day with a different promotion after a while, it's sort of like, okay, you know, maybe I'm going to be interested in 1% of these. So I'm going to open every email just to see, you know, it becomes kind of, so I make sure that every email is valuable. I have a daily hot tip. So even if they just open for the story and the daily hot tip, there's always something valuable. So I, yeah. I think the myth that you have to have one call to action um, the myth that you can, um, the myth that a, and this is not the expert's myth, it's sort of the myth of people who, who are, st are struggling with email marketing, but the myth that when you give an offer, that's like taking, it's not giving. Uh, so yeah. every offer, if you have good offers, they're valuable, they are also giving. Uh, so that's another myth, I would say. Um and 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 the myth that and I know people who do this really well, um, but who are successful with it. But I don't like this thing. Like, I have a really great thing for you. You really have to get it. So click here. You know that kind of email where they I, don't tell you what it is, and they're oh. just you know kind of hyping hyping you to um, to say how you know they say how wonderful it is. And I won't click on those. They just I find it insulting. So that's the third one. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to give people something you need to and you do uh we mentioned this earlier but mention tell us about buying lists why is it uh, so bad just don't <laughs> just say no <laughs> i know well because first of all if you're going to mass um email them it's 
it's it's illegal to email people who haven't been given you permission. So right. you know that's just the law. Um, but and and you'll and and if you do it, you'll get and you'll probably have to lie to your email service provider about where you got it from in order yep. to upload them. But then you'll get a lot of um, people uh, unsubscribing and saying it's spam because it is spam. And so you know it's just not a good idea. And those people don't know you, so they're not really likely to buy from you. There's just really nothing good about it at all. Yeah, and and I've been in the corporate world for for many years, and a lot of times we go to a we go to a conference, and they and the conference say, well, you here's the list of the attendees. I mean, I get emails every day for for people who who want you to buy those lists or that or there's offering them, and uh, believe me, back in the day, you know, 15 years ago, you could do it, uh, but it was it was never effective, and uh, so the, there, I, I think that. That I, I do, I speak sometimes at this uh, training magazine network, and they will give me the list. Yeah. And um, and so I will send them one email. I'll uh, kind of upload it to a separate place, and I'll send them yeah. one email saying um, they're only people who registered. Okay, for my talk. So it's like since you registered for my talk, uh, here's the recording, which is on their site, not on on my site. Yeah. And uh, and I have something free for you. And then I try to get them to opt in. If they opt in, they're on my list. And if they don't, I never email them again. So right. you know, there's a very limited way you can do something like that if there's a connection. Like, you know, if you were a speaker at that conference and those people attended your talk, you know, and you can get that list, you can email them one time and 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 give them something and see if they'll opt in, but yeah. not as a way of running a business. Yeah. Right, right. Well, it's been... Uh... It's been a joy to meet you. I really appreciate your wisdom and uh, your kindness. You know, we probably could deep dig uh, dig a lot deeper into email marketing than we have time for today. So maybe we can uh, talk about you coming back, and certainly we'll we'll talk more offline uh, or online. Uh, as we wrap wrap up with your final words, Ellen. What are three things that our listeners can do today to put these ideas and there's many into action? So the first thing is is uh, start looking, reaching out to a partner today. Like just look around at all the people that are sending you emails. They could you could be their subscriber or people whose blogs you follow or people whatever it is. Just look around and contact somebody and and get comfortable. Start that process because it can be uncomfortable at first. So yeah. start that process of having these little conversations with people and seeing if you can set it up. And if it doesn't work out, don't be discouraged. That's just one thing. So you can keep on trying. So that would be the first thing. Uh, the second thing would just be to make sure that you have a free offer uh, and that you have that little funnel of, you know, a free offer and then upselling to some uh, generally a low price product that kind of expands. So just have that in place. Um, and the third thing would be if you have not been consistent emailing your list, start being yeah. consistent. Uh, you know, even if you're just giving people a tip every week or something like that, the worst thing you can do is kind of get people on your list and then ghost them for six months. I know so many people have done this and then try to say, oh, I, I need to make some money. So I'm going to, you know, send them a, a, a series of, you know, emails, a campaign. It's just not right. You know, yeah. they don't like it. They know what you're doing and it, it's not effective. So just be consistent and you could start doing that today. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you. Uh, Ellen has a, a free gift today. It's 10 techniques for better results from your emails, more engagement opens and clicks. 
And you can get that at www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com forward slash 10 email tips. That's the numeral 10 email tips. That's www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com forward slash 10 email tips. And thank you so much for, for coming today. And I know that you've got a hard break in, in just a little bit. Uh, so remember, faith and action go hand in hand. So keep the pedal to the metal. And until next time, Ellen Finkelstein and Paul Guyon, uh, so long for now. Thanks so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Lead Machine Growth Show with Paul Guyon, where we show you how to tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream so that you can transform your vision into reality. Remember to visit our website at www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Lead Machine Growth Show.